You're listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, episode number nine. Are your fears and limiting beliefs holding you back from living the life you've always dreamed about? Fear of judgment from others, failure, criticism, or maybe your past experiences and relationships are haunting your actions today. Do you long for a more fulfilled life but are lost on how to get there after spending years longing for more? but too afraid to make that leap due to her own limiting beliefs, Jennifer finally found the secret to moving forward towards living that fulfilled life she always longed for, and she made it her mission to teach you how to do the same. Within every episode of the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, Jennifer, along with her weekly guests, will dive into topics surrounding personal development, mindset, wellness, spirituality, and so much more, arming you with the skills and strategies you need to break down your own limiting beliefs, unlock your true potential, and live the fulfilled life you were designed for. So grab a pen, grab your favorite journal, and let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today on episode nine, we are going to be talking with Corinne Cantor. Corinne is the founder of The Food Cop. Um, She is a registered dietetic technician. She's a certified LEAP therapist, which stands for Lifestyle Eating and Performance, and she is an award-winning writer. Corinne has been featured in numerous publications, including U.S. News and World Report, Parenting, OC Magazine, and the Orange County Register. She has an undergraduate degree in dietetics and journalism, and uh, she enjoys educating others about clean, healthy food, edible gardens, and food sensitivities. So we're going to dive into what I view as a silent struggle for so many people looking to change their diet and their overall healthy lifestyle. And that's dealing with an unsupportive environment. That could be friends, family, your work environment, anything that's considered your environment. And Corinne works closely with her clients on this uh, specific topic. And she's going to bring forth some tips and strategies she's used within her own practice. So let's jump right into the interview. Hey, Corinne, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jennifer. I'm excited to be part of your new podcast. Awesome. Well, today we're talking about um, a topic that I think I think of it as a silent struggle for many people, and and that's dealing with an unsupportive environment while you're on your health journey. And this might be your family, your friends, your coworkers. I mean, it comes in many forms. And I think oftentimes people struggle with this because um, they just stay silent. Um, and they just they don't know how to deal with that type of environment. But before we jump into the topic, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background and your business? Great. So I'm a registered dietetic technician and a certified LEAP therapist, which is a certification in food sensitivities. I'm the founder of The Food Cop. You can find my website at thefoodcop.com. I have degrees in journalism and dietetics, and I'm also a professional writer, and I help others with making lifestyle changes in regards to clean, healthy eating. Awesome, awesome. And that LEAP Therapist certification, of course, since I have so many food sensitivities, I find that very interesting. And 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 I think it's really awesome that there's actual uh, like a like a certification out there for for people to deal specifically with people that have food sensitivities because I think when you have food sensitivities it makes it even sometimes it makes it even more challenging when you're trying to eat 
uh, clean uh, and healthy. Like for myself, you know, you can't just go to any clean and healthy recipe. Then you have to look at, you know, recipes that don't have those foods that you're sensitive to. So I think that Leap Therapist certification is pretty cool. Oh, great. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize they have a food sensitivity, which is different from, from a food allergy. Uh-huh. Um, they might be experiencing symptoms. I think they're sick or something else going on, but don't realize it might just be a food or a chemical in their food or a personal product they use, like uh-huh. their toothpaste or their soap. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. And I, and I don't know um, if any of the listeners have had a chance to listen to my very first episode of the podcast, but um, that's how I found out I had a food sensitivity to uh, gluten and wheat because I had this constant dizziness um, that no, like the doctors couldn't figure out. And I spent, you know, five days in the hospital and this went on for years, but, um, and I just literally walked around dizzy all the time. Um, and it wasn't until I actually went through an elimination diet and started removing foods and then trying to re-enter them um, that I discovered that that's what was causing that dizziness. So it's really crazy, but yes, yes, the d- food yeah. sensitivities definitely exist. And I'm sure you're, you're, it's really changed your life yes. once you found out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was it, like, it was amazing that, yes, I, I mean, I, I don't want to go into it too much just because, right. um, I didn't, I don't want to like make the listeners listen to it twice, but yeah, like my whole normal was feeling like crap and walking around dizzy. Like it's a, that's a terrible feeling because then when you're dizzy, you feel nauseous. And that was like my 24 seven. And so finding, um, the root cause of it and realizing I didn't have to live that way. Oh my gosh. It was a lifesaver. Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing how just making one simple change in your diet can impact your life so much and others around you as well yes, because of yes. how you're feeling yes so. and, and and if and I really that, that's part of the message I try to send here is I really you know um people that are struggling with maybe some various health issues I mean just not that food is the only solution but that that just to try some elimination protocols or, or get some testing because um just to see if maybe the foods you're eating are part of the problem but yeah Okay, so we talk a lot about, uh, back on track with Unsupported Family, (laughs) we talk a lot about positive mindset and overcoming our limiting beliefs when working towards making a lifestyle change. So we do a lot of this inner work on ourselves, but then sometimes it can be challenging because even though you're working on this, creating this positive mindset and lifestyle for yourself... But if you're not living in a supportive environment, then then that can make making that lifestyle change even more challenging. So talk to me a little bit about how you see this come up when you are working one-on-one with your clients. So I hear this from clients a lot, um, including those who have been diagnosed with a food sensitivity. Um, they don't want to be making separate meals for their family members or having to buy different food for everyone when they're grocery shopping. And, you know, there could be a lot more time involved with that. And they also don't want to be labeled as a difficult mm-hmm. family member or friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, they think it's challenging to go out to dinner with friends and family or or go to parties. So I help or I educate others that it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be as challenging as they think it's going to be. And I show them how to do this. And it's important that they keep in mind their goals and the reasons why they're 
making these lifestyle changes. Yes, yes. And and I like how you mentioned um, they don't want to be labeled as a difficult family member because, or friend because I've been that person. And it, and it can be right. difficult, um, especially if you're a, a people pleaser. If you have that kind of personality, you don't want to disrupt anybody else's routine or, you know, you know, you don't want to cause a riff in the plans. And you don't want to be that person that says, well, you know, we can't eat that or call ahead to a family dinner and be like, well, what are you fixing you know, to see if it's something that you, you know, are going to eat. So it's definitely a struggle. Um, the environment that you're in can definitely affect your, your own mindset, um, when you're working towards making a healthy lifestyle change. And when we say unsupportive environment, this, this really can come in multiple forms. So let's talk about that. What are some of the common, um, maybe the, when you're when you're working with your clients, when we talk about an, an unsupportive environment, where does where does this come from uh, in your clients? So as far as um, for instance, a spouse, mm-hmm. um, oftentimes it depends on who does the grocery shopping and the cooking, and the struggles could affect each person differently depending on what their role is in the household. You know, most house. Most households for married couples, it's the female who's doing the grocery shopping and the cooking. And again, it goes back to what we were just saying about not wanting to be the the difficult one, uh, making separate meals for everyone. But it's important that your spouse and your family understand why you're making these lifestyle changes, and especially if it's a result of a medical condition mm-hmm. or a diagnosis. Um, and depending on the type of lifestyles they're making, um, it could actually be beneficial to their spouse and their Mm -hmm. family members as well. Yeah, because honestly, making, uh, you know, an effort to eat uh, in a in a cleaner, I know that's like a buzzword, but eating in a healthier form, that could benefit all your family members, you know, like it's, you know, one spouse choosing to eat healthier is you know, and the other spouse not like if, if everyone's on board, it's obviously going to benefit everyone. And like you said, I mean, I know it, it depends on their role in the household and some, and so I have some friends who their husbands do all the cooking. Um, and so if the wife is, you know, wanting to eat healthy, but the husband is the one doing the cooking and doesn't, then it can be a challenge or vice versa. If, um, the wife is the one doing the cooking, uh, but the husband, you know, wants to complain and doesn't want to eat it. I mean, but that can be challenging. So definitely the spouse is one, one element in which, you know, having that conversation and coming to an understanding and agreement and, and being supportive and asking that spouse to be supportive of your change and kind of get on board with you is definitely um, one example of how an unsupportive environment can be a struggle uh, when you're making that high, um, that healthy lifestyle change. But let's talk also about Outside of a spouse, what about family? Like, what if, um, let's say, for instance, you know, uh, you're a family, you're a large family, and you do a lot of large family outings together, or you do family dinners on the weekend, or your kids. Um, Do you see that struggle with your clients? Uh, Yeah, and again, it's very similar to what, you know, I just said about um, the spouse. Uh Um, Definitely um, bring food that you can eat yeah (laughs) you you know um you can always eat something before you attend the event so maybe you won't feel so hungry Mm -hmm. so those are um definitely some tips to keep keep in mind and again um just explain to everyone why you're doing this and especially again if it's because of a medical condition or 
uh, diagnosis he received, like celiac disease. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they're going to be very understanding. Mm-hmm. And outside of your family, like your central unit that you live with day in and day out or see, um, we can also, uns- an unsupportive environment can also um, be in the form of your friends. So uh, let's talk about uh, how we can, how friends sometimes create an unsupportive environment for us. Well, definitely. Um, for instance, going out to eat, um, where there's food being served, like potlucks, what we were just talking about. Uh-huh. Um, and hopefully they'll be flexible when it comes to choosing a restaurant. If there's an opportunity, um, try and take a look at the restaurant's menu on their website if, if you know beforehand where you're going to be going out to eat and mm-hmm. see if there's menu items that will work for you or call the restaurant in advance and ask them. Uh-huh. Um, and again, regarding potlucks, bring a dish that you can eat. Um, just remember everything in, in moderation. And if you eat something before you go to the event, you won't be as tempted to eat foods that aren't a good fit for you. Yeah, yeah. And I know, and, and sometimes you would think, you know, well, these are my friends, they'll be supportive, but that's not always the case. And and for whatever reason that your friends are being unsupportive, whether it's, you know, their lack of understanding, or maybe, you know, they're really actually kind of, you know, jealous or whatever reason, um, friends can definitely be a part of that whole unsupportive uh, environment challenge. Um, so like you said, I think, you know, there are some strategies and we'll talk about specific strategies uh, to kind of overcome um, these different these different uh, areas in which an unsupportive environment can come. But but friends, I definitely want to touch wanted to touch upon friends because, you know, our unsupportive environment isn't just our house we live in. It's it's everyone that we interact with. So in addition to family and friends, we also have maybe some unsupportive environment that comes in the workplace with our coworkers. So. What are some challenges that you see uh, on the front of coworkers with some of your clients? Well, this can really be challenging in work environments because you're at work every day. And if you're in an environment where others tend to bring in food from the outside a lot or they have parties going on at work or they go out to eat a lot, again, just keep in mind your goals and the reasons you're making the lifestyle change. And you can still participate in these Events just take smaller portion sizes, and uh, again, um, your coworkers will be flexible and and understanding if you explain your your situation to them. Yeah. And um, also when we talk about our work environments, like sometimes maybe, maybe, I mean, a lot of uh, companies are kind of getting on the healthy, you know, uh, living bandwagon and and they're offering, you know, maybe uh, some some better vending, you know, uh, prepackaged healthier options for food. But but sometimes there might be some people that don't work in an environment where, A, um, it's conducive to uh, a healthy, you know, lifestyle with there's maybe there's, you know, not a lot of food choices or there's not even like a refrigerator or anything for you to if you want to bring your food in or if you if you eat lunch in um, a group setting, like in a, in a break room and if you have coworkers that maybe kind of ridicule kill you for the the types of food that you bring in or like you said if there's constant potlucks and and birthday cakes and you know and that those sorts of things um that can be a challenge so so when we think about making a healthy lifestyle change and we think about our environment and where that where those where those elements of lack of support come from 
So we've talked about in our house with our family and, and then outside of our house with our friends and then also outside of our house in our work environment because if you work, you know, a normal, you know, eight, ten hour j- day job, like you spend the majority of your day in that work environment. So that's, that's, those are, those are three to four areas. But now let's talk about the final area, which, in which I think uh, an unsupportive environment can come from, which is just simple peer pressure uh, that can come in multiple forms and not just from people, but also from, TV and ads. So talk about how that, how peer pressure in just society in general can help, can, can kind of hinder people's uh, ability to make a healthy lifestyle change. All right. The media can really contribute um, negatively to your environment, you know, with all the commercials you see on TV about fast food and processed food and you heard there's a lot of groups out there that are not wanting the even the media to show commercials about all the sugary mm-hmm. cereals for children and you know the happy meals at the fast food restaurants um but i i think in a lot of cases secretly um your friends and co-workers maybe even family members might actually even be a little jealous because mm-hmm. you're making these important goals for yourself and you're having success at achieving them. And mm-hmm. keep in mind, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions that they're going to change how, they're eat, how they eat and start living a healthier lifestyle, but they don't stay with them very long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true. And like you said, peer pressure, um, I always say peer pressure or anytime someone is is negatively influencing you it's it's more about them than it is you like obviously they have some issues um if they're wanting to ridicule ridicule you for your you know you know your your meal choices or you know your exercise workouts that you're trying to do like that's more about them than you if they're making comments about that but like you said the the media and um and the constant you know barrage of fast food commercials and processed food commercials and you know how the the entire center of the grocery store is unhealthy foods and and you know the ability to get to if you need to eat out on the go the ability to find a chain restaurant or a restaurant that isn't full of you know these types of foods is next to impossible so i think pressure from the outside uh, whether it's you know peer involved or just in society in general definitely um attributes to this 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 unsupportive environment so now that we know that you know, even though we might have our positive mindset in the right spot, um, when we're constantly being attacked from different angles, from friends, from families, from our work, from peer pressure, that that can start to eat away at our own um, ability to stay positive. Let's talk about some resources and strategies that our listeners could use if they find themselves in this similar situation. So let's say, you know, they really have a goal that they want to make this this healthy lifestyle change, but they are struggling because they are like they have what they feel is a very unsupportive environment. Um, so what are some resources that you use when you're working with these clients uh, when, to help them uh, create a more positive, uh, supportive environment? Well, definitely always keep in mind um, your goals and the reasons why you're making these lifestyle changes. And if it's a result of a medical condition, um, sometimes it could have a very negative um, physical effect mm-hmm. on you. <laughs> yes. For instance, again, with gluten, right? Yes. So it's important to set boundaries. Um, remember, everything in moderation. 
And um, there's a lot of great support groups out there where you can connect with people online any time of the day, especially Facebook. Um, I recently started a Facebook group about clean, healthy eating, and it's been great interacting with everyone in the group. Mm -hmm. Um, You might want to look for meetup groups in your area where other members could help serve as a support system for you. There's a lot of meetup groups out there that revolve around health, food, Mm -hmm. and exercise. So there are definitely um, a a lot of resources Uh out out there. I think, and I think you hit on uh, several strategies. So let's go back and break some of those down. So setting boundaries is crucial. Um, So many times, especially for me personally, um, I am a a people pleaser. Like I always want to make sure everyone around me is happy. You know, I'm not making waves. Um, And so sometimes I will you know, break my own boundaries in, you know, in an effort to keep everyone else ha- happy. And I've, and I've learned that I just have to stop doing that. So I think setting some boundaries with, you know, your friends and said, Hey, like, I would love to go out to eat with you, but I, you know, can we choose a restaurant that has, you know, a gluten-free menu or it has, you know, whatever X, Y, and Z or setting boundaries with your family that, you know, <clears throat> so that they may understand that, uh, you know, I want to come to this family dinner, but I may bring my own food and don't be offended by that uh, because it's not, you know, it's just what I need. Um, I think definitely setting boundaries with those and, and, and same with your coworkers. But and if those people don't want to respect those boundaries, then, you know, I think you need to look at those relationships. And sometimes, you know, especially when it comes to friends, like maybe you, as hard as it might be, like you might have to, you know, just not, you know, not hang out with them if if. You you know, if this is something that you, you know, really want to stick in a positive environment. But like you said, also everything in moderation. So it's okay that if, if it's not a huge, if it's not a food sensitivity and it's more of just an indulgence or, you know, then it's mm-hmm. fine to, you know, you decide, you just be mindful if, if you're willing to take, you know, to to allow yourself whatever in, in moderation for an event or what, or, uh, you know, a one outing, then that's okay. Like don't stress yourself out so much about it, but also don't, don't just let yourself be, you know, run over and just, you know, not do anything that you want to do. Um, just because you're trying to keep everybody else, you know, happy. Um, and I always think about when I think about friends, um, or in family, like you want to surround yourself with people that, that, you know, that support you and that, you know, want to push you to that next level. Like you said, like, I think there may be an, an element of jealousy in there when, if someone is ridiculing, ridiculing you for, you know, your healthy lifestyle choices. then I mean, I, I find that intriguing. Um, cause I'm not sure why what someone's eating or exercising would, would affect someone so negatively. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I really think about, I've thought about that a lot lately. And I'm like, if what I'm eating or what I'm posting on social media about my healthy journey is really like irritating you that much, then that that's probably more something that that person needs to look at on the inside than what you're doing. So I think just yeah. as, as much as you can create that supportive network around you and removing maybe some of those toxic relationships, obviously with family, that's a challenge. So at that point, I think with family or uh, maybe in a situation where you can't remove someone, remove that relationship, just sitting down with them and having a conversation so that they understand why you're making these choices um, and then set those boundaries. And like you said, with people that have actual like health related, you know, like they have to reduce their sugar 
sugar because of, you know, diabetes or whatever. Um, like have those conversations and say, look, like I have to do this for my health, I, you know, and, and so hopefully your friends and family will, will understand that. Right. And, you know, I don't want to be telling people, you know, don't be friends with these people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But definitely, if they're really your your friends, um, there'll be understanding. And I think the jealousy could be a big factor, especially if you have a friend who's, you know, maybe they're not happy with their appearance or having other, you know, related um, issues, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. And, um, Again, if if they see you making changes in your lifestyle, but maybe they haven't been able to for some reason, you could really end up being a positive mm-hmm. influence on them. And again, just um, support groups, or, or maybe um, you know you could be making new new friends that are going to be more understanding and can re- relate to the lifestyle change. And when you talk about those meetup groups, there's actually a website, isn't it called meetup.com? Yes. Yeah. Meetup.com. They yeah. have groups all over the United States. Um, most of them are, are free and uh-huh. there's, I mean, there's meetup groups for everything. But like yes. I said, there's a lot that revolve around health and, and food and, and exercise. So I belong yes. to a lot of meetup groups. So um, I, It's been a couple of years since I actually had that app um, on my phone. And I was, you know, like uh, I, had, I think I had created a meetup group and I still, I'm still a part of a couple of them, but um, in my own area. But yes, there are awesome and i'm glad you reminded me of that because i need to go back um but like i i know i found like a meetup group for like women that wanted to you know do hikes on the weekends or kayak trip or um there are another meetup groups that like you said that revolve around food and health so so definitely if you feel like you don't have an immediate support group definitely look up at uh the, that meetup.com and look in your area because um i'm glad you reminded me of that because that is that was an awesome resource when i did use it Right. And you know, if you don't find a a group in your geographical area that you think would be a good fit, you can always start your own group. Yes. And become the organizer. Um, Again, you can start your own group about just about anything and Meetup will send out um, that notices or email about the group to people who might be interested. And Mm -hmm. I think it'd be a lot of fun organizing activities with mm-hmm. you know, people who are experiencing um, the, the, the same lifestyle changes that, that you're trying to make. Yes. And like you said, if maybe you're not comfortable, like, you know, getting out there and, you know, actually going to a physical face-to-face meetup, there are always um, supportive, you know, like you said, like you created a support group in, in on Facebook um, that you help people with, with health and nutrition. So there are always... Um, Facebook groups that you can virtually get some support from as well if you feel like you don't have immediate support. And I will actually, will include a link to your Facebook group in the show notes for the listeners if they would like to to uh, join up uh, your group uh, as, as an element of, as a way to, to gain access to a supportive environment. Oh, that'd be great, Jennifer. I just started this group less than two months ago and I'm really excited about it, um, having a lot of people join. I post recipes. Um, I've been doing Facebook Live videos. Um, it's The members have been very involved, and it's free to join. Awesome, <laughs> so, awesome. Um, a lot of people posting, posting questions and just comments 
So uh-huh. it's been great uh-huh. interacting with everyone. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what is your, okay, so we've talked about, you know, where these, this unsupportive environment can come from. And we've talked about, you know, how, you know, it's important to have a positive supportive environment because we can only do so much work ourselves. Um, but it makes it even more challenging if those around us aren't, you know, kind of in sync with what we want. And we've talked about some strategies like setting boundaries, um, being okay with things in moderation, finding a support network, really looking at your relationships and making sure those are positive relationships. And like you said, you know, I feel like if, if they're your friends and they love you and they care about you and your family, then they'll they'll understand. And I think communication is really, really crucial. Just talking to people about why you're making this change and why you're doing what you're doing um, and coming from a point of understanding rather than a point of, well, you know, that I'm, you know, some what I'm doing is, you know, better than what you're doing. Like instead coming from a point of this is why I'm doing it Um you know, for myself, but we've talked about that. So what is your biggest piece of advice to someone who is struggling to try to make a healthy lifestyle change, but they have a very unsupportive environment and they're just kind of, you know, floundering and and kind of struggling with that? So keep in mind the reasons you're making these lifestyle changes and how they're going to benefit you both short-term and long-term. Um, your health, the way you feel, possibly your appearance, and even your friends and family, and just remember to do what's best for you. Yes, yes, yes. I think when you say um, keep in mind the reasons you're making these lifestyle changes, that's all. um, I did a journaling activity on my blog a couple weeks ago, which was like understanding your why and really like coming back to that why, like why are you wanting to make this change? Um, obviously if you're making a healthy lifestyle change for like a health reason or food sensitivity, it makes it a little easier because you know, like, oh my gosh, like if I don't do this then something really bad is going to happen. But sometimes, you know, we just want to make that change, but keeping in mind your why and and in, in this activity that I did, um, you know, you wrote down like, like we kind of, uh, I had them kind of pick like four quotes and, and write down their why, like summarize their why in one sentence and then pick four quotes that kind of resonated with them and it supported their why. And then as they're continuing on and they're setting their goals, um, just always coming back, like keep that one sentence of your why somewhere on your bathroom mirror or, you know, in your journal, if you do journaling or somewhere where you can always come back to it. I like to leave a lot of voice memos on my phone. Um, and then when I'm struggling, I, I'll hit play. Like I have my why statement in there and I have my positive affirmations in there. But but always um, coming back to why you started to make this change. Why did you want to do this? Um, because I think it will help you long term and it'll help you in those moments where you're just kind of struggling. Um, and, and like you said, like do what's best for you. At some point you have to, like, as I like to say, you have to put your own oxygen mask on and do what's best for you. So even though you know, you might be in an unsupportive environment, like you have to take care of you first. So you can't, you kind of have to do have to break that people pleasing mode um, and do what's best for you. Um, or, you know, if you're struggling, like we said in the very beginning, um, you know, if it's, if it's a struggle because you're making two meals, I mean, maybe just kind of be okay with that, you know, like for now and then as, and just continue to communicate with your family and your friends about why you're doing it. And I think eventually everyone kind of will get on board. Um, but it's always, like you said, always remember why you're, why you're making the change and then always, um, just, 
you gotta at, at this point just do what's best for you so right in my book my nutrition guide and workbook and in my online boot camp mm -hmm. i have a section where i talk about goals um i asked you to write down your short-term and your long-term mm -hmm. goals and if there's anything that could get in the way of you meeting these goals mm -hmm. the, the short-term goals are considered baby steps for meeting your long-term goals because if you just set long-term yes. goals it's going to be a lot more difficult to meet them it's best to use again short-term goals or what i call baby steps yes yes it, i would agree won't, won't feel so overwhelming that way yes Yes, like like set your um, set your long term goals and then kind of work backwards from there and Definitely. figure out like what small actionable steps do I need to take um, to help me get there? Because like if I just set one giant goal, um, it's daunting. And then I look at like, oh, my gosh, I have so far to go before I'm ever going to reach it. And then it, it just makes it that much easier to, to give up. So, yeah. Right. And. And remember, um, especially long term goals, don't expect to meet them overnight yes yes <laughs> again you have to look at the, the goals you're setting but any type of um, lifestyle change you're making it's going to take time now again going back to um if you're making change because you've been diagnosed with diabetes mm -hmm. or um celiac disease some of those changes you might want to do overnight because yeah. of the effect <laughs> it's going to have have on you physically um if you consume gluten or if your blood sugar levels are, are, are too high that's definitely something to consider but if, if you if you're looking to lose weight you know um decrease your body fat that's not going to happen overnight mm -hmm. it takes time and you definitely need to create those short-term goals mm -hmm. like for myself um you know i set very you know i decided when i you know like when i was wanting to make a healthy lifestyle change i broke mine out and i've been working on mine for years like and i first focused on nutrition and when i focused on nutrition like i broke that down into you know one meal per day and then i would try two meals you know and so it's it is a long journey and i think if you set those small goals for you for yourself um it'll help it, it'll help but um Definitely just know that it's a long it's a long end game and not a short term game. Right. And make sure the goals you're setting are realistic, mm -hmm. regardless of, of how long it's gonna to take to meet those goals. Make sure they're they're realistic goals. And you can change your goals over time mm -hmm. as, mm -hmm. as well. Well, before we wrap up, um, I know that you have a lot of programs that, that might help uh, the listeners with this topic of dealing with unsupportive uh, family or unsupportive environment. So what are some of the programs that you offer that our listeners might be interested in and where can they find you out there? Okay, so we mentioned my Facebook group, which you're going to post, I believe you yes, said. Yes, I'll put a link in the show um, Definitely my website, it's thefoodcop.com. And on there, you can sign up for free instant access to my Healthy Living Toolkit. I also have a lot of downloads available on my website, such as shopping planners. I have one for gluten-free meals. Uh -huh. And I have a vitamin and mineral guide as well. Awesome, and awesome, awesome. I'm also, um, I have a book on Amazon. I'm working on a new edition, a second edition. Not sure when it's going to be out yet, but I'm really excited about that project. So. Awesome, awesome. Well, it was so great to have you on the podcast today. I know that 
Um, dealing with an unsupportive environment can be a challenge. And this is actually something I talk about a lot with um, some of my followers, and we talk about it in our Facebook Live videos. Um, and so I don't, I know that this is definitely a struggle for so many, but um, I think we, we, we kind of touched the surface on, you know, where that um, lack of support can come from and some, and some strategies for how you can start to deal with um, those, uh, those types of unsupportive environments. So thank you again. Um, we'll put a link to everything that the, uh, everywhere that the listeners can connect with you in the show notes. And um, I am glad you joined us today. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast to enjoy all of our upcoming episodes. And while you're there, go ahead and drop us a review. Be sure to follow Wanderlust and Wellness at wanderlustandwellness.org or join our mailing list to get instant access to all of our upcoming programs and resources at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash email. Or you can always find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wanderlust and Wellness. Please note that I am not a registered dietitian or a medical professional. The views I express are mine alone based on my own experiences and should not be taken as medical advice. Please speak with a medical professional before making any changes to your current routine.